And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Five minute freak! Ah, no way! F-R-E-A-K! Your ordinary fur-barren rebel! Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip That started from this tropic point aboard this tiny ship The mate was a mighty sailor man, skipper brave and sure Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour A three-hour tour All right, hey, uh, we're back again for Fear the Walking Dead, five-minute Fear the Walking Dead recaps, I guess our semi-official name is, right? Um, I'm Scott McGregor, joined once again by our regular cast of sailors here on the Minnow, uh, Beth Hughes, Brian Hughes, and Sarah Tonin. Say hello, everyone. Hello, hello everyone. There we go, that's my team. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even need to coach him on that one, love it. All right, well... We're at uh, episode six already, which I guess, I don't know if this is, I guess this is kind of, aren't they taking a little break? I think After next week. Okay, next week is like the mid-season finale and they're going to do the whole make us wait thing like the regular show does. Um, but this was a busy episode. Um, okay. Uh, the uh, episode title was, and I'm sure I'm butchering this because it's like Latin, but it was Secret Carvis, maybe? Why not? Secret service. <laughs> Secret service. Secret service. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. What, what, now, what is what does that mean? The 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 longing deer. The deer. Yeah, it's it's the deer. The deer is... and or it references to music or writing music. Ah. For example, in the beginning of the episode, they sing a song out of Psalms. Right. Well, that was it. That was it. That was oh, the okay. name of the song they sang. It was Secret right. Service. Yeah. Got it. But yes, yeah, so that's our first scene. Very weird scene to open the show with. We open on a nice church service where uh, a priest is looking like a man with a heavy heart. He gives a sermon about how the times they are living in is testing their faith. Uh, we're not really sure if they're talking about the apocalypse that's about to go on or not. It's a little ambiguous. Um, get a very cinematic scene of the congregation taking communion. Um, plays out while he's doing his sermon. Then outside the church, we find we have some men with guns guarding the doors of the church. And a vehicle with uh, Thomas Abigail shows up, begging the priest not to do what he's planning, which apparently is some kind of armed opposition to somebody. Um, we find out it's actually probably Celia that the armed opposition is going against. And at that moment, everyone who took the communion wafers starts bleeding from the eyeballs. <laughs> and the priest blames uh, Celia. And um, fun ensues. Now, now, did you did you immediately associate the, the wafers to what was going on? No, I didn't. I'm like, are we seeing like the beginning of the plague? Yeah, I, no, I totally... I, and, and my wife and I were it. sitting there talking about the stigmata... Yeah, you know, and, and wondering if that was the case, and it wasn't till later, you know, when we saw the the wafers and all that, we realized, okay, yeah, that's what happened there. Yeah, no, I didn't make that 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 connection at all, and I probably should have. It was probably pretty evident because, I mean, 
we've talked about this, you know, it was a nice misdirection. It's like, wow, are we getting yes. to see the, you know, the origin of the actual virus? And it's like, no, because we know that they're not going to show us that dumbass. Right. So, <laughs> so props to the writers for pulling one over my eyes, I guess. Yeah, and then we have the yeah, opening titles. Back in the boat, of course. Chris is uh, having a little chat with Dad, wondering why everyone was mad at him. Um, or he thinks that everyone's mad at him. Exhibiting a little uh, paranoia, possibly. And um, because of the, you know, he keeps explaining that he thought Reed was going to die. He thought Reed was going to turn. Um, and he, he's like, Maddie, believe me at first. You know, was it her that, you know, told him, told you that, you know, she doesn't believe me now, or he's just really, really upset, apparently. And I actually did a little subtitle to the uh, the title of this, uh, in my own words, where everyone's shit is beginning to get lost this in this episode. Um, the ship is approaching the people letting them into Mexico, and someone is approaching the Abigail. Um, everyone except Strand and Louise are hidden downstairs, and Daniel is relaying what he hears through the door. Uh, then things, of course go south and they start to hear some gunfire. Um, door opens and we find Louise has been shot and Strand has apparently killed off the other boarders. Uh, Daniel goes around and does the obligatory knife through the skull to the, uh, the fallen uh, invaders. And when he's about to put down Louise, Louise begs him not to be shot in the head or killed in the head and gives Daniel a coin. Who, who'd we lose? No, I'm still here. Sarah? Hello. We, we dropped Sarah. Yep, we did. She may be back. I don't know. Hello. Are you back Hello? with us, Les? She's back. I got lost. I don't know where I went. <laughs> it was dark there. <laughs> You're down in the hold with the Clark family hiding out. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I was. <laughs> anyway, Daniel is dispatching the down soldiers. He gets to Louise, and Louise doesn't want to be shot in the head and gives Daniel a coin to give to his mother, which Daniel kind of rudely tosses right in the ocean and says, eh, fuck that. And, and that, that surprised me. If he was going to toss the coin in the ocean, why didn't he put a knife in Luis's head? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he respected that and didn't the other. I, I My brain immediately went to that that symbol means something to, to Daniel. I mean, that owl symbol on the coin. I agree. Uh, there's something going on there. There's a history. There's something he realizes about these people that they're going to see. So, oh, yeah. There's something. I, I think it has everything to do with the religion and how their belief system is. Yeah. Uh, you know, because the coin had the, on the tree also had the owl shaped as the coin yeah. uh, that had the owl eyes as well. Yeah. So I don't yeah, remember who not, called it last, maybe last week or the week before, but there is something culty going on here. Or actually, right. I think we were talking about that with Connor's boat, but this is clearly where things are getting a little strange. <laughs> yeah. And I, I thought it was really interesting how he asked not to be shot in the head, and as things go on, you can tell that um, there are others who are basically in the same belief system. Yeah, and originally I thought it was just like, you know, I was, I was going through my own Catholic brain there for a second. It's like, were we not supposed to have head wounds when we die or something? Is that preventing, you know, but I mean, that's some cultures, you know, definitely don't want 
a lot of overt damage done to the corpse, you know. Well, I think and, they believe that they're going to come back. Yeah, well, you know, we didn't... And, well, we see it's, that they do, quite know but the reasoning. not the way that they want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's Herschel's barn all over again. Yeah. <laughs> it just is. Gonna say that. Spoilers. Get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, we are. Sorry. <laughs> I just want to say I was wrong. I thought the coin was payment. Um, it was a religious icon. You guys were right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was payment also. Yeah, they had gold bars apparently. So, yeah, it was just uh, just a little... It was probably payment to get into Cecilia's little super compound compound cult. Um, we see Lick, uh, Nick Lick Nick kneels down to hear Louise's last words. Um, Stranded Company uh, next have made it inland without any incident. They've apparently encountered the same empty beaches that Nick did when he was you know walking all over the place. Um, and they arrived at the church that uh, we saw in the beginning to find it surrounded by walkers. Time to go to work. Obviously, the parishioners that were were <laughs> off for communion um, at the church. Everyone picks up some very conveniently available weapons. Did anyone notice that where there was just like a pile just of weapons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Pickaxe here and take your pick, guys. It's just well, they were going. Parishioners were going to use it to go to Celia's house. True. After they took communion, they all picked up their bats and their pitchforks, mm. their size. And it was, their it was nice of them to stack it like that for the crew. Well, when they died, it all fell down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was like, hey, instant After armor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little hokey to me, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have some uh, nasty, you know, good zombies of the week kills. Nick ends up having to kill a little girl. Um, Daniel picks up an altar boy. And is about to stab him through the head, but has some kind of weird flashback about another kid being held up and choked, and he kind of freezes. Ophelia saves his life, um, and this is yeah, where now, was was that kid? Was that a kid that he killed, or was that Beth was talking about this earlier? Was that a kid being killed, or was that Daniel when he was younger? Yeah, that's we, what I was trying to figure we, out. We is we it don't know. See, I don't think it was Daniel. I think it was a twin. Maybe I, I think it was possibly a twin. I others are thinking that it's Daniel, but I think it was a twin. I'm not quite. You sure mean a twin it, of the boy he was holding? You think? I, I think it was possibly him as a child, and right. then, uh, you know, or a twin, not him per se, but so you don't think it was Daniel holding the neck? Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm going to go with it was. Probably a victim of Daniel's somewhere along that's, the that's line. That's where my brain was going yeah. with Daniel's killed this kid before. Yeah. So. Or been in the position to, had to have killed the kid before. And whether yeah. he did or not, that's. Or if it's him being held, he was maybe in the position where he had to kill the person holding him. I don't know. See, I'm... it makes me think that maybe he killed his twin. And that's why um, he can't let go of the ghost of that. Right. And I think that's what he's hearing. When uh, in a, the last episode on the boat where he hears oh, the voice, yeah. I think that's what he's hearing. Hmm. I like that's that. Just... Duly noted twin conspiracy theory from Beth. Good enough. <coughs> you have some good ones. I, I gotta tell you, Beth. Uh, where was I here? Oh, I Maddie, can... now we get to uh, where poor Christopher is, is going downhill on us. Maddie gets knocked down and almost bet. And Chris just stands there with a really creepy-looking 
look on his face and kind of just watches almost if he wants to see her eaten. Um, he may be a little angry with her for, you know, he thinks she said something to Travis uh, about shooting Reed prematurely, but um, he just has this really, he's just like locked into fascination and like he really kind of looked to me like he really wanted to see Maddie go bye-bye. And uh, Alicia actually sees this, saves mom from getting a, and gets a mighty fine walker kill. Um, oh, props to Alicia and Ophelia this week for pretty much getting zombie kills of the week and, and saving oh, yeah. their prospective parents. Then they stepped up. <clears throat> now, but, does anyone feel with the, with, with Chris doing that, that to Maddie, do you think that, Maddie was uh, thinking that her husband basically backstabbed her in the back by telling Chris because he sat down. He sits down with him and explains to him that Maddie is concerned that he went and he shot, you know, shot this young man and and that he's kind of losing it. But I don't think Maddie actually said said that specifically no but Chris definitely has this paranoia about people not liking him and that they you know he's very he thinks that people know you know what he did basically and and a few of them do but you know I I think he felt betrayed by Maddie and and and, I mean we've we've had experience I mean I've had experience um, you know with a, a teenager going through all the emo stuff and and working with them, and then how easily they feel betrayed in one way or another. So I, I you know, and with the the heightened hormones and everything that goes on, it'd be real easy for him to just want to wait and see what happens. Why not? Yeah, you know, but that, this that wouldn't be justified for him to just be like, I feel a little betrayed. So let's just watch Maddie get eaten. Yay! Well, he seems like he has a little bit of a serial killer yeah, tendencies, and they have not had that on the show yet. Well, here here was my immediate notes during that scene: is like, is Chris going a little Lizzie on us? And it, will someone have to tell him to look at the flowers look at soon? Flowers. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what I see going on here, and it doesn't get better. Like, Later in the episode, by any means. Uh, in fact, it goes right off the fucking rails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, to move it along, uh, the, the group arrives at the compound, which we see as a vineyard. Um, hopeful music plays. People are smiling. We found sanctuary, so something's got to be wrong with it. Yeah, uh, we're just as nice as Terminus. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Terminus South. Uh, but, but we Come find out later. Somebody, we found what? out. We'll find out later. It's it's another place uh, <laughs> south, which I came up with a. Interesting name for um, Strand tells Celia about Louise, who was her son, um, saying only that he's one of them now. It's more cryptic shit. Then and then she just says, "Oh, then was he'll ahead? then well, he'll find his way home. It's okay, yeah. you know, like a puppy." Um, <laughs> and as I said, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, "Red flag! <laughs> All is not going to be as it seems in Utopia." Um, then to remind us what show we're watching, we find out that Thomas has been bitten and probably doesn't have long. We get some really touching stuff between Victor and Thomas uh, for the small amount of time these actors spent on screen together. I think they really killed the selling of, of the relationship. Still a better love story than Twilight. Yes, absolutely. Low bar to set, but yeah, yeah, they really. And it's a shame you get an actor like Doug Ray Scott, you know, to come in for a couple episodes and 
and then yeah. said bye bye. But now that that whole thing did bring <laughs> up something to me is you know he wouldn't have Thomas wouldn't have gone to the church if he if he hadn't you know found out what happened. Yeah, what 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 she had done. So she's responsible basically for him dying. Yeah, and you saw how protective of him she was in the previous episode. And you don't see any kind of, you know, the remorse or or anything there. It's not like, you know, she feels any blame or anything for that. Well, it's because the, they're just, the dead and the living are just the same thing to Celia, as we learn, you know. So she's just, she's gone off into wacko land, too, clearly. Yeah. Well, or religion. You know, from the be- I don't know if it's her religion or what. As I said, there's some kind of weird cult belief behind what they're doing there. And I I believe that that's so accurate because the preacher and, you know, some of the followers um, of the church were ready to go and battle uh, with killing uh, the walkers that she had. Yeah. That's why they were arming themselves. They were arming themselves to prepare to battle against her belief because I think they were dying. And so she beats them to the punch by giving them, yeah. uh, you know, the, what is it, a cookie or whatever. The communion and wafer. Communion wafer, yeah. <laughs> communion wafer, and I'm Hispanic. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be ten Hail Marys and Sister four Mary our fathers. Yeah. <laughs> don't put the host was. <laughs> I promise not to tell Sister Mary Discipline. You didn't know what the host was. <laughs> yeah. Boy, am I in trouble. Okay, so... <laughs> So anyway, uh, you know, I think that whole scene there is is a very telling, and I completely agree that, I mean, this they're just set up for this scene specifically to talk about religion, one's beliefs and one's um, other beliefs. Yeah, and I think that's what Daniel's fighting with the whole time in his head. In his heart, you know, whatever he's going through, same thing. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we get a little. Chris cluelessly asks Alicia uh, if she's mad at him, um, and Alicia calls him right out on it. You know, almost basically, you we we're going to let my mom die, asshole. And he gets all vent, very defensive, and so like, you didn't see what you you think you saw. And and then he gets very creepy and threatening as well. And it's like, I don't want to hurt anyone else. You better not tell. You know, he's almost like reverting in age at this point. You know, he's like a five-year-old now. So like, you better not tell. You better not tell. And he's just really kind of losing it. And, I, and again, my notes say, yep, time for Chris to go to Carol's School of Psycho Gardeners. Um, <laughs> stare at the flowers because he seems to be crossing a line. I don't know if we're going to get him back from Anyone else feeling that? Uh, I mean, it's pretty much confirmed at the end of the at the end of the episode. Now, wait uh, a second. That's not fair. Oh, okay. He walks into the room. There, they're both asleep. Yeah. He, see, he sees a beautiful knife sitting there on the on the uh, yeah, nightstand. Yeah, you need to go to the and Talking he's like, Dead. And he's like, oh, he's going to sharpen it for Maddie because he's well, a no, nice it, kid. Well, <laughs> once again, like, it's convenient. <laughs> he sees it and he's like, "Hey, where'd they get that? How'd they get that through here?" Hey, that's a nice knife. Yeah. Hey, it's not weird at all that I'm sitting here watching my, you know, somewhat stepsister and her mother sleeping. Yeah, that's not strange because, you know, no. Well, to be fair. (laughs) This won't upset anybody if they wake up. (laughs) Yeah. 
to be fair, they found bats and everything else sitting in the middle of the street. So, you know. But the, the thing missing from that scene was the, the mother and daughter sleeping peacefully in a bed together. <laughs> That's what I'm saying here, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying that the knife is conveniently there while they wake up and he's holding it. I think it's a good thing they woke up while he was holding it and not plunging yeah. it into them. <laughs> but I don't think he was meaning anything by it when he picked up the knife. <laughs> he was going to kill everybody that. else does. Everyone I, else thinks that he was Daddy. purposefully going to kill someone. I, I don't I think, think that. We, I yeah. think we're going to get a, a, one of those explanations later that that says no, he wasn't. But well, it just looks really bad. What, sir? See, he's, I, I was just going to sharpen it for you. you. You had a little, you had a little somebody on that. I was, I was just going to clean it for you. Yeah, that works. Yeah, but no, no I, I, he was going to kill Maddie. I heard something. Creeping into the bedroom to and stand there in the dark with a knife over your stepmother if you're not going to do something stupid. Yeah, no, Chris had a snapple moment somewhere between the last two episodes because he wasn't doing too badly, but this episode he's he's kind of fallen right the fuck apart, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I may have to change my Deadpool uh, pick of the week here to, to Chris instead of uh, Travis, because I'm, I'm not sure Chris is long for the show at this point. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I saw a terrific meme the other day that was his picture, and underneath it it said, everybody hates Chris. <laughs> oh, well, he feels that way, but I, I don't know. <laughs> and soon it'll be everybody ate Chris. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, they already did that on on with Noah on uh, the regular Walking Dead. No, what everyone hates Noah. Everyone ate Noah. Or... Well, Noah was Chris <laughs> on Everybody Hates Chris. Oh, okay. And yep. so when he did get eaten, it was Everybody Ate Chris. Yeah. <laughs> so, but still, that works here. <laughs> Are we an interesting scene between Nick and and Celia, where she feeds him some nice soup? Um, and, uh, well, of course, Nick is there to relay uh, Luis's last moments to his mother. And we see Nick breaking down a bit. You know, he's kind of been the fearless, stone-faced one, but he's things are obviously wearing on his soul a bit. Uh, and he's hiding it pretty well from everyone except Celia, who has this weird kind of mystical thing going on. You know, it's, it's not just her, her spirituality, but it's that plus, you know, we're living in a world of zombies. Uh, so she starts getting all metaphysical about shit and the dead and, you know, starts to preach a little bit. And then Maddie interrupts and gets a little protective mama bear thing going on and kind of marks her territory. Uh, and Daniel assures uh, Celia that uh, Louise wasn't shot in the head. And once again, she's very happy and it's like, oh, cool, that's all right. No, then you did okay then. You know, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> uh which obviously makes Daniel, you know, start thinking some more. Uh, we got a Maddie knocks on Abigail's door, and she brings uh, Thomas and, and Victor some food. She meets Thomas for the first time, and probably the last time. Um, Thomas makes Maddie uh, promise. It was a very funny, very funny and touching scene. I thought Thomas makes Maddie promise to look after Strand, and she says, "You won't make it easy." Uh, and they have a little laugh, and we get to see, I think Maddie gets to see a lot more humanity from Strand, you know, than she ever has before, you know, in this scene. And I think they're going to be, maybe not BFFs after this, but they're going to be a little more understanding of each other, you know, a little little closer 
knit team, possibly. Ophelia finds Daniel sitting on the bed, kind of staring blankly into space. And uh, I, personally, the thought that entered my head is I think Daniel was having dinner with his wife. Um, no metaphysical telephone is present to support this. Uh, he's not talking to her a la Rick and Lori yet, but I have a feeling that could be coming. Or he's going to start talking to the little kid in his, his flashback there. But Daniel's not looking real tightly wired lately either. <laughs> As I said, this is the episode where everyone's shit starts to get lost, and I think the next episode it's going to get lost further. Uh, so thoughts about the Daniel thing? He's he's obviously... He was not in a good place in that scene. Yeah. He was just kind of like... He looked really, really old. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know how they did it, or maybe it was just that he made himself very small, but he looked really old and frail at that point. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's and, it's the, the, the church, <clears throat> taking care of the, the church zombies took a lot out of all of them. I don't know if Nick's going to come back from putting an axe in a seven-year-old's head. Yeah, yeah. The little girl in the pink dress, that hit him hard. Yeah, Ophelia seemed to have less of a problem saving her dad with the little altar boy, but um, still, yeah. I agree um, that it did hit him hard, but... It wasn't it Strand who jumped in front of him and killed the little girl. Yeah. No, no, he was the one. Nick did. swung the axe and then they cut away and then they just oh, showed right. yeah. yeah. that split open. Thankfully, okay. it show us the 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 little girl getting her, her <laughs> yeah. Bit, but you saw the aftermath. Yeah, so, no, I agree. I, yeah. I know it really did mess with him for sure. I was kind of surprised at first that he. I think. I mean, Nick is the fearless one and wants to save everyone. Pain. I think he kind of. He almost like rushed right for. He just like almost targeted that one. He's like, I'm gonna be the one to kill this little girl, so nobody else has to. You know, almost trying to spare everyone else that. But then it really did him more damage than he anticipated it was going to. So he kind of took the little girl bullet for the team, and, and it's probably cost him dearly. But um, anyone else see it like that? That he was kind of he wanted to make sure he was the one that got her. Oh, I, I think you're right on that one. I really do. I think it's a possibility that, you know, with the little boy and the little girl where they had been at the house um, when they just left and they with went the to the beach. With the, with the power vitamins, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah with the, exactly. The, yeah. the power vitamins. I think that with seeing that and seeing this, and he looks to be... Um, a child at heart himself when he deals with children and having to do that's really messed with him so badly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, well, Daniel goes snooping around the compound again and discovers a kid uh, presumably talking to his mother or something, and he's introduced to the vineyard's little secret. Yes, kids, we found the southern chapter of the Herschel Green Home for Wayward Walkers. <laughs> and it's the farm all over again. Uh, we've got good dozen walkers or so locked up in a cage and we find out uh, Celia has you know let let the the local walker family members of the people in the compound that have wandered back after changing over you know to have their own little room downstairs so isn't that nice there's no way that could end badly Uh, Daniel confronts her without really calling her batshit crazy for some reason but he realized that she poisoned all the people at the church now, again, I think there's some culty thing going on here, maybe like Santeria or I don't know, um, that I think 
Daniel recognizes and actually doesn't surprise him that much that this person is doing this. You know, that he's kind of familiar with the custom or something that would would make a person go there. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't seem overly horrified about it. Um, no, and actually, I don't think I would be either. Did they because say- I think Cecilia's a bruja. Right, yeah. A that's, bitch, for yeah. sure. Now, did they say what month? I mean, what, what do we know what month of the year this takes place? No, not really. Because, like, because, like, I mean, Day of the Dead is what in, in November, right? No, May fifth. No, that's or no, like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, Day of the Dead, you know, it's like it's November, November. and that's when the souls of the little children and all that are supposed to come back. Yeah. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if they're going to tie it in with that. But again, you know, that would have that would be dependent upon how late it is in the year. Yeah. Well, if they were only going to do it with children, then there would be no reason to have adults behind the gate. Well, I think it's got to be. Well, she she says she something. She says their family. What am I going to do? Turn them away? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, but yeah. yeah. Um, she says something a little later to Nick that that's a little cryptic too, but might explain a little more of her beliefs. Um, but uh, she's singing along as she washes Thomas for death, um, and 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 Strand is actually volunteered to die with Thomas. Um, so she's all on board for the whole Romeo and Juliet thing that they have planned. Uh, Nick sits down for another chat with Celia to discuss uh, Walker metaphysics, and, and Nick comes up with, they're not really dead, are they? Uh, and Celia says, no, of course they're not. They're what comes next, which... To my mind, you know, makes me think that Celia thinks it's like the next evolution of, of humanity or something. But I, I think it's got to be more religiously tied than that. You know, that's almost something like the guy in the CDC would say. It's like, well, this is the next level of humanity and we're just going to have to give into it and deal with it and die for it. Um, but I don't know. Anyone else think that that doesn't sound so scientific from her as, as spiritual or, you know. Uh, definitely spiritual, but yeah. I, I'm sure we'll get a end of the a world good a good or... view of it once a walker starts walk running her down mm-hmm. or walking her down. So yeah, yeah, we'll see how how strong her faith is once that cage opens up because it's Chekhov's cage at this point. It's got to open up, right? <laughs> well, if you if you think, if you go to the the major religions, there is life after death and mm-hmm. before the day of you know before the day of judgment, all the dead rise from their graves. Yeah, but they're not supposed to do it beforehand. But, you know, as far as... The judgment is upon us. How do you know? Yeah, exactly. That's what I think where she's going with it. Yeah, Yeah, but as far as... Well, Herschel was basically, well, someone will find a cure. we got to keep them alive. Yeah. But I don't think she's hoping for a cure. You called it Chekhov's cage. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But as far as she's concerned, it isn't Chekhov's cage. Because, you know, they're just alive in there. They're not dead in there. And, you know, I mean, in Chekhov's cage, they'd be both dead and alive. Oh, you know, you're thinking of Schrodinger's cat. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm I'm Schrodinger's cat. cat. I'm thinking of, yeah, I, I own yeah. Schrodinger's cat, actually. Um, <laughs> I named that cat Schrodinger. He changed I know. Name. Yeah, we should have kept it. <laughs> no, Chekhov's gun is, is a literary oh, device. Right, yes. That if, if the, the gun is shown to us and it seems to have nothing to do with the plot, it will be fired, you know. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a really huge problem with the fact of the way that the walkers looked. It bothered me really bad. Here we go where they've blackened the eyes to make it look more like Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. It just really bothered me. And can't they just stick to 
you know, the walkers, like in the beginning of the show, they've changed it since they've landed. Uh, you know, over here with with Abigail and Thomas, I mean, all these walkers in Mexico, they look different? Well, Why in uh, the hell would they look different? Because decomposition happens faster in a hotter climate. Yeah, not with black circles in the, the eyes. <laughs> well, again, you know, all the ones that were all the ones we saw in this episode were ones that were affected by Celia's poison, and all so of them bled from eyes. And yeah, and they bled from the eyes and everything. So I could see them being a little different in appearance when we come across them. Now, when we saw Reed, yes. BS. Yeah. <laughs> yes. blood around their eye sockets because they all and I'm going through my pharmacology be careful Mr. McGregor was that belladonna possibly oleander what did she use it had to be something that they couldn't taste yeah and it works quickly presumably so um, I don't know yeah, belladonna could work <laughs> I suppose um uh, I know oleander works well. Would you like some tea? Cyanide gives a nice almond flavor, I'm told. So. Yeah, but that doesn't make you blue for the eyes. <laughs> no, so I have no clue. You know, instant Ebola virus? I, I don't know. <laughs> Lipton Ebola, just add water. <laughs> yeah. Lipton cup of Ebola. <laughs> or maybe, you know, maybe she does have some actual power stuff going on. And, uh, Could possibly be a bruja. I like yeah. your, your uh, explanation there, Miss Beth. Yeah, uh, I really we'll... think she is a bruja, but the whole uh, black eyes, I just like my regular walkers, don't ruin it for me. <laughs> Mexican or not, don't, damn it, don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing the makeup department <laughs> as we speak. The blackness <laughs> is the dried blood. Yeah. Because they all died from bleeding from the eyes, and nobody was there to wash their faces. Yeah. The, the black around the eyes, that was the, that was the blood. And maybe, you know, you die, like, without trauma like that. Well, not that poisoning doesn't give you trauma, obviously. But, I mean, you know, without, like, dying through, body, you know, severe body trauma or something. Or, I don't know. You know, they obviously, like, died from the poison and then just came right back. But I'm surprised, uh, what's his name, Thomas didn't turn quicker than, you know. I was a little worried for Strand there as he... he Finally went bye-bye, and Strand was kind of, like, dicking around, and, you know, whoa, do I take the wafer or not? And it's like, dude, it's going to be decided for you here pretty soon. But, um, anyway, we get, yeah, as I said, last touching scene of Thomas and Strand, and it looks like he's going to go for the poison wafer at first. Uh, meanwhile, we, we finally get to Chris and the creepy scene as he stealthily moves into their bedroom, and, um grabs a knife just as we hear a gunshot so saved by the bell uh maddie and alicia wake up to see psycho boy and alicia just you know he doesn't listen to maddie but alicia's like get out (laughs) get out chris and we're just kind of left with that and we hear the gunshot and find out that strand has shot thomas and decided not to follow him into the great beyond and he has now robbed celia of you know of putting a family member in the cage downstairs, so that might not end well, but um, yeah, that's the episode. But don't you think it's possible that when Celia went in there to talk to Strand saying, you know, I respect you so much more because you're willing to die with <laughs> yeah. my son, and and I think that you're more of a man now, basically, you know, and, and 
he's looking at her and I think he's putting all these things together about why in the hell Thomas got bit in the first place. Yeah. And I think towards the end it shakes him to the point where now Thomas is dying and he's dying without him faster than he's ready to take the wafer and he decides now there's he's going to go I think he's going to have someone have a he's going to have a reckoning well yeah I think he knows what Celia is doing with the, the things downstairs I do too and I think that that right there her doing what she did by saying how she respects him now was so fishy to him he's like no just not just no but hell no am yeah. I not going to take that yeah and so I think this is a little revenge thing he's he's denying her what she wants for for Thomas and you know because he does say earlier when they're talking about the suicide pact, he's like, you know, Celia will look out for us. And I took that to mean she'll, you know, take care of us and put us in the cage before we turn. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I think he Thomas, knows what's going on there. But but didn't Thomas ask for him not to let that happen? I think so. I, I, I missed it. I just rewatched it again, but I missed that specific moment where he might have asked him. Um, I don't know. I missed it completely, though. Seeing, I, I, for whatever reason, and he, I watched, rewatched it, and in so many words, I felt that he was saying uh, to Strand, "Don't, don't let that happen to me." Yeah. Yeah, I tell you, um, you know, th- this episode give us more on Strand than um, than we gotten you know I, I mean all we've seen of Strand is that enigmatic character yeah uh, and in this episode you saw him desperate when he saw Thomas's truck uh, at the church you did you got that sense of love yeah yeah and then and then of course when he sees Abigail and he knows he's been bit he knows what's going on and he starts to cry. And, you know, it may, it, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, you, you know in that moment that there is no doubt of, of, of his affection for Thomas. It wasn't yeah. an act or anything he was doing to get in good or to keep the obligation or whatever, you know, to, to keep that relationship intact. It was, you know, there was definite, definite feeling there for the man. So you get to see everything on this on strain. Now the question is what happens next? He's lost Abigail, and that was his whole reason for going where they went. Well, I'm betting they're, they got to be back on the boat soon. Um, I think the previews even had a scene of her basically kicking everybody out, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't catch that. I, I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't get to see the preview. <clears throat> I think the Talking Dead preview. Yeah, it, it had some scene of her basically very angry about. What happened she's to Thomas? She's going to be really pissed that she yeah. murdered Thomas. That he murdered Thomas. Yeah, and that he didn't die too, because that's the only re- way she would have liked him. <laughs> so. Oh, for sure, because she couldn't stand him before that. So I got to think, you know, well, well, the the group will either, you know, basically say, oh, I don't think they they have enough guns or people to say no, we're going to stay. Um, but I mean, I got to think we're going to have. You know, it's the mid-season season finale, and there's a gate full of walkers. You know, do the math on that one. I think we know it's going to be going down next week. Uh, I don't think we need to be a brouhaha to see that one in the, the midst <laughs> of the future. <laughs> going to be some people eating. Uh, <laughs> I, don't think uh, I think Celia was, Celia was definitely more like Lizzie than Herschel. 
I mean, Herschel kept them thinking there's a cure. Yeah. And Liz was like, no, they're, they're, we got to take care of them. Yeah, right Celia, down to the Celia, they were, Celia's feeding them dogs. Yeah, she just wants pets or just wants her family close to her. Or I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm still saying now that Chris is the, the Lizzie candidate for of this episode. I'm really worried about the young lad. And, well, uh, <laughs> either Lizzie from Walking Dead or Lizzie Borden. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> could go either way. Yeah. I don't maybe it wasn't an accident that she was named that way either. <laughs> but um yeah, I think I might have to adjust my Deadpool for for Chris maybe leaving leaving us. I don't know before anyone else. <laughs> or Ophelia's still up there for me, I guess, just because she seems Kind of useless, I hate to say that, except that Nick's obviously trying to get into her, her knickers See, now. I don't think that, Scott. I think she's <laughs> I think she's a Carol. Maybe, yeah. maybe. I don't know. She, she's, I guess you don't even notice that she's there, but she's She still definitely there. took out that altar boy without hesitation, man. I mean he was threatening dad, but uh, you know, it was just like Well, you know, the plunk. thing <laughs> the thing is in, in all those cases where someone saves someone when a, a character is faced with something face to face, it becomes personal. Yeah. You know, like Daniel looks into the eyes of that little boy and he sees something. Now, Ophelia, she just sees him being attacked. It doesn't matter to her, man, woman, child, whatever. It's yeah. a, it's a walker's trying to get him. She has no trouble taking him taking him out that way. It's the same with every other victim type situation. You don't have that intimate moment. You know. And so, therefore, it makes it easier. It makes it easier for the daughter to come up behind the one and save Maddie. Whereas, we, again, we don't know what the heck is going on in Chris's head. Yeah. Actually, I missed a couple of my notes here about, well, we found out Alicia clearly tells Maddie about that, you know, that Chris was going to let her die. And, and Travis can... blows it off again. You oh, yeah. Well, she confronts she, Travis she about it. there for my son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't need my husband's approval to jump some ass. There's just no way. <laughs> <laughs> you, you yeah, know. he was he was pretty out of line there because I mean, Maddie has been there for Chris and shit, and he's like, "Oh, look at all the stuff I've done for Nick," and you know, it's like, "Yeah, okay, fine," but I'm not just gonna like blanket give your son a pass for almost letting a walker eat me. You know. <laughs> well, as a parent, there'd be no option. <laughs> Yeah. This is the way it's going to be. That's it. And if you don't like it, tough shit. Yeah, so I was they, really upset with the fact that they were playing the my kid against your kid argument. Yeah. Exactly. They're both my happen. kids. Yeah. They're they're yeah. all my kids. Yeah. that's, that's Exactly. That. Which is what gives me permission to jump some ass. You act yeah. like that, your ass is mine. You know, you, you just brought up something really interesting here. Because, you know, when, uh, when Nick was in there talking to Celia... And Maddie comes in, and Nick, you know, takes his leave of the room. And Maddie and Celia have their little moment. You know, she says he's special. Maddie says he's, you know, vulnerable, impressionable, impressionable and all that. And it's fragile. funny. You know, I just, you know, my first reaction and all that was, you know, because I still didn't know everything about Celia at that point. I'm just like, you know, Maddie, you know, he was your son, and obviously – some things got messed up there. Really, are you going to be giving parenting advice to someone else? Yeah, yeah. you know, let 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 the woman have a moment and try. Maybe maybe she can get through to him where you didn't. And you know, again, you know, it's it's not a serious statement because obviously, you know, this woman is is something out there, and and Maddie's definitely going to be a lot more protective of Nick in this world 
than I think she was uh, previously. Now, again, I say that, uh, but uh, it's possible, of course, the reason why Nick is the way he is and why Maddie is the way she is is probably due to Nick's father and whatever Maddie did before. I, I felt it was written a little badly that it was maybe a little over the top. I mean, she played the protective mom, you know, with Nick against Strand, obviously, but she had, you know, some pretty compelling evidence that Strand was getting Nick to do some really dangerous shit. I just don't, I didn't feel like, you know, she would have seen Celia as this huge threat to him, you know, and I don't know. It said it's the deleted scene syndrome. It's like what happened off of screen maybe to make Maddie more paranoid about about Celia. I know she probably had some conversations with Strand about her, so maybe she did have her, her like alarms up about her. Uh, but it just seemed a little overprotective even for Maddie, just to be like, Get away from my son, don't talk to him, you know. This is Alpha Dog <laughs> situation, okay? Yeah. You know, Celia is definitely the the matriarch. She's definitely the the boss of everything. Maddie had to go in there and say, "Look, this is my tree. I've already peed on it." Yeah, <laughs> could be. Yeah, yeah. But and, Matt's being so overprotective of Nick. You know, she's still coddling him. She's still remembering. It, it's it's hard when you're a mom to let your little boy go. But he yep. has stepped up so many times and done the ugly stuff that eventually she's going to have to see that he's not seven anymore. Right, but I mean, we she also... man, and she needs to let him go be a man. He has We're... proven to, to very uh, many times that he's already a man, and he doesn't need to be coddled. I don't know what her problem <laughs> is with that regard, but she's well, going to have to let go. Who she's... needs her help right now is Chris. Yeah, she's she's got the... Well, that's... If she acted that way with Chris, he wouldn't be having these problems to from the get-go. And I think that might have been part of Travis's point during their argument of, you know, you weren't there. Yeah. And and I can see both parts of it. You know, Maddie's Maddie's having trouble letting go of her baby boy. And, you know, I've I've got a couple of baby boys of my own. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm I'm not sure that I have coddled them to that point, but you know, you close your eyes and you still see them is, is you know, missing their front teeth, learning how to yeah. ride without training wheels. Um, you got to realize it now. You, you know, your kid's 20 something years old. Let him do what he's what you raised him to do. And I think and you're absolutely right that if she had been there and taken that approach with Chris, he wouldn't be stalking into the bedroom at, at midnight with a knife in his hand. Um Travis, Travis's argument is if you weren't you weren't there and I did everything for your son, what have you done for mine? Well, there's I'm, just, just, I'm just hoping that the line of uh, becoming a well-adjusted kid and psycho boy is not like just some absentee parenting. Does that no, really no, cause it? <laughs> there's, there's two different points here. In Number the apocalypse. One, no, the, the one thing to, to consider in all this as far as Nick is concerned and, and Maddie is concerned is Maddie saw what happened at the at the church. Mm-hmm. Nick was visibly shaken by what went on there and what he had to do with a kid. All right, that yeah. definitely obviously bothered him. But they had to get on and go, and so they get there, and she knows that he needs some comforting. But he didn't come to her. He went yeah. to someone else, and that puts her on the defensive. That also, you know, makes her want to, you know, again say something to Celia. Now, as far as Chris goes. He 
you know, Maddie has not had an opportunity to play mom to Chris except on the occasion where Chris shot Reed. Yeah. It's not yeah. like it's her fault that she didn't have the opportunity. This is an emo kid in the zombie apocalypse, and he's more pissed off than ever because he can't sit there and say, you know, I'm the only one that feels this way. Everybody feels this way. Yeah. And yeah. so he's even more pissed off about that. I mean, how messed up is that? Uh, I think, I think, I mean, I missed this part of my notes too, but I, I think we were actually shown that, you know, even though Nick is definitely trying to show his mom the, the strong face, mm-hmm. and I think that's why he went to Cecilia, because that's where he kind of broke down a little bit and finally said, I'm really getting sick of all the killing already. And uh, we get to see Ophelia and lead Nick to the, the memory wall uh, the compound has set up to pray and talk to her mother. And Nick respectfully waits and... and he starts just kind of looking around, and he sees the carving of the owl up in the tree, like the one on the coin. Um, I can't believe I missed this, because this is probably important. And he starts to have flashbacks and flashes of some of the horrible things he's seen. And uh, at first my mind got going, it's like, what the hell did Celia put in that soup? I thought she might have actually have slipped some people some hallucinogens or something. to Peyote or something, yeah. To get them on board with this, you know, her whole death cult thingy, I don't know. Um, I don't think that's the case, but, uh, you know, they did make a, a checkoff soup, too, so maybe <laughs> maybe there was something in that. Um, but, yeah, Nick is obviously breaking down a little bit, and, um, yeah, we'll see where that is. Everyone's, you know, some people got a little stronger this episode, and some people started to fall apart a little more. So do you think he's leaving it all at the altar? Because that's basically what that is. Or is he just leaving, you know, like his burdens there and washing it all away? Or is he really thinking about this world? Well, it's where he, where's that, his, I'm hoping that Nick's little come to Jesus moment was the unloading of all of that. Yeah. And the, this is, okay, this is what I've seen. Now it's gone. Let it go. And yeah. uh, the, the, killing that little girl, you're, well, you know, ending the, the little walker hit him to his soul. Yeah. And uh, it shook everything that he had. Well, he seemed to have a little epiphany because he went back to Cecilia and had that little talk about, you know, they're not really dead, are they? Which makes me worry for Nick that now he'll be hesitant to kill walkers. You know, that maybe he's the going to be the Lizzie girl. Uh, no, not Nick. And, uh, you know, be like, we can't kill them. They're still people. And so hopefully Cecilia hasn't got that so far into his freaking head that he's not going to protect himself. I think he's got her figured out to the T because he's just smart like that. And he really hasn't seen the downstairs zombie collection either yet, so we'll see well, what that does asking to him. Her, are they? Are they? They're not really dead yet. Was maybe part of his Jedi mind probe? Mm-hmm. How, how do you really think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just think he's got her all figured out at the very moment when he walked in to get a bowl of soup. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> no, as soon as I, I figure out someone's keeping live walkers down in the cellar, I, I, my first instinct is to. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Pretty much. Get on the boat. Let's find another port. Screw this. What's in the soup? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a chicken soup, right, babe? Yeah. Oh, was oil. It yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. 
I should know that. That's one of the four words I remember from four years of Spanish. <laughs> it's cerveza and baño and you know the important stuff where's the bathroom where's the beer uh, that's all I need to know so. any more thoughts kids uh, where does the minnow take us next week I think we're going to be back on the minnow by the end of next week uh, I kind of hope so I, I'm, I'm not I mean you know this was a, a, a another episode that, that kept us moving yeah, I, I think I just, the Walking Dead should take a note from its little brother there and just keep the story moving like this. Yeah, but, well, obviously, because <laughs> you think they would have learned on the regular Walking Dead by now that any time they do settle down for five minutes, fucking disaster happens. So, um, I, yeah, they I haven't learned that lesson yet. Try to stay. <laughs> I would try to clean it out and kill who we well, can I mean, and the stay where is how there's far- food. Yeah, how far south are they on Baja? Because, you know, it's like the the further south that they are, the better chance that they're not going to have a herd of walkers coming through. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if they're north, then there's going to be ones coming from the south, probably, or ones coming from the north. Well, I don't know. The church was pretty tiny, so, you know, it makes you think that the community is all inside the... Well, we still got a pretty small view of the world, too. They had to basically fight through, I'm assuming, like the Mexican military to get to the compound. I mean, there was... Not much of a fight, though. No, no, surprisingly, so, I mean... Oh, that's true. I forgot about them. <laughs> they have them to also contend with, because you know they'll be hunting them down. Yeah, the Border Patrol going south isn't much better than the one coming north, apparently. Um. Well, so let's <laughs> let's hope that there's a big ship coming from the north that meets that, that, that military ship from the south. Yeah. And they can have a party. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see a good naval battle in this thing. That'd be sweet. Uh, someone commandeers an old battleship or something, rules the seas. That's where I'd want to be. Hi, Captain Hook. <laughs> well, who was it that brought up a submarine? Yeah, I think I did last week. I was week just about the, uh... to say, submarine sounds the safest right about now. Well, no, unless, no, sub- unless no. one person in it dies, and then you're all fucked. Cause yeah, because they're going to turn on a walker, and they're going to bite more people, and you got nowhere yeah. to go. It's a little well, I mean, could always, something you can always still get <clears throat> stuck in your intake. Yeah. Oh. A nice bloater. <laughs> 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 I like you. <laughs> okay, so with next week being... I like you too, being... Sarah. <laughs> Can we keep you? <laughs> so next week I'm going to try to maybe get... You guys are still going to be on it too, obviously, but I'm going to yeah. try to maybe get uh, Alan Middleton back on for another one since he did the first two with me. Cool. Uh, see if he wants to do the mid-season finale with us. Yeah. Um, now I, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, with next week being, been, being the mid-season finale, do you think we're going to get a death a character death on this one or will it be the first episode back from the uh, break I don't know I, I I don't know I don't want any of these people to die I like them well um, I, 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 I can see Chris go he, he, he bugs me still <laughs> well, it I don't looks... think anyone's going to die until they get back from the mid-season episode well, I think uh, Maddie or Alicia are going to be real down with, I mean, we may see the whole family split up at this point and go their separate ways or something. I don't see how I don't see how you're going to get Alicia comfortable with living with Chris again, ever, no. at all. No. I mean, he, he freaked her right the hell out, obviously. Yeah, you, you see, know, Alicia's Chris a fighter. 
I don't see why she won't stand up to him at some point and say, you know, you 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 mess with me, you're going to get the horns. Well, yeah, she but had she's... no problem kicking him in the face when they were leaving the neighbor's no. garden. No. Um you know, when push comes to shove, she could probably possibly scare the shit out of him and teach him a lesson. Well, I could that... see her just like preemptively wanting to take him out, you know, like yeah. if they get back on the boat. She, he might not want to stand too close to the edge. That's all I'm saying, Chris. Uh, exactly. Because, <laughs> I mean, she basically her. watched him, you know, was about to let her mother die, and then he threatened her, and then the thing with the knife in the bedroom, I think Alicia is all out of fucks to give as far as Chris is concerned. I would be. Wouldn't you be? <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, what it's if she like, goes This dude's got to get got. <laughs> Yeah, she might yeah, mention exactly. something to Nick, and you know, I don't think Nick will play. Nick, I'm uh, more like, scared of Alicia than Nick on a on a bad day, any day. <laughs> okay, now if Chris turns into a walker, who does him, Travis or Maddie? Well, I'm I, sorry, I, you cut out. What did you say? I, I, I think say, it's I, Travis. Yeah, yeah yes, I was saying Travis if Chris, if Chris were to turn into a walker, who would do? Who would kill him, Travis or Maddie? I would think Travis, if if it comes down to they actually have a choice of who gets to do it or whatever. Yeah, because he did the mother, he's going to do his son. Yeah. But I think that's why you have Maddie do it. That's why as a writer, Maddie is a logical choice to be the one to do it. So Travis has to sit there and look at her through the, the side of his eyes, you know? Even if everything in the apocalypse went back to normal tomorrow, I don't know if I have high hopes of Maddie and... And Travis making it. <laughs> the end of the world's been a little too stressful on their relationship. It really has <laughs> been. Pull my kid, your kid card, and you can't do that when you've got stepchildren. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the beginning of the end for any relationship. Yeah. Exa- agreed. A hundred percent agreed. I like you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we'll talk about shoes. Do you want to go stylish or do you want to go practical in the apocalypse? Are sneakers acceptable with a sundress? These are the questions we need answered. See, my wife is not a gatherer when it comes to uh, you know to shopping. She's a hunter. She'd be the hunter. Yeah, I, I she, suspect she figures Sarah out where she over there would be she goes, too. <laughs> she kills it. She brings it home. Want shirt and shirt, kill shirt, come home. <laughs> I would definitely put the uh, the shot, the hunting rifle, in, in Sarah's hands too, if it comes down to it. <laughs> and this is why we get along. <laughs> yeah, shopping. We pause for an interlude of of Sarah stirring her coffee. Yeah, that's all right. We got some good water sound effects on there. Oh, I, see, Scott, I thought you were gone to the bathroom or something. <laughs> no. oh, I'm sorry. I, I, this is my, my shift at the uh, Overlook starts in and oh, out. Yeah. So and I, at I, this I, point, I'm going to have about five minutes to visit the bathroom before I have to jump on with the Hair Metal Hero for my other show. So. Oh, cool. That's a busy night. That's your superhero week weekly show, isn't it? Yeah. So I have to kick yeah, myself in the ass. And, and who are you talking about tonight, Scott? Oh, we're doing Ages of the Shield, episode four of the first season, and second episode of Arrow, first season. See, I don't watch Arrow, but I do watch Shield. That's, that was a really good one, I thought. Last night. He's talking. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, actually oh my talking God. about the first season episode. 
Oh my lord, are you that far behind? No, no, we're going back and we're indexing every episode. We're just going back and recapping every episode. Okay, cool. So, yeah. And we this will be the fourth one we get in the can, so when I finally get... It's Mr. McGregor's School of Redundancy. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, I'm finding it simultaneously. It's kind of... It's kind of cool going back and watching them again, and, and kind of tedious in ways too. I didn't. <laughs> I, don't know. I did notice uh, rewatching the early episodes of Arrow, though, how much emphasis was portrayed, uh, and how many uh, Stephen Amell training montages we got. <laughs> uh, you know, they they really sold the the abs and the salmon ladder in the first few episodes on that sucker. Okay, so. I have a real quick question, and then you can go to the bathroom on <laughs> Arrow. When do you think is appropriate to come in and watch it? Because my husband and I have tried to watch like maybe four or five episodes in, and mm-hmm. we hated watching it so slow. Um, I started with season one, episode one, and watched it till my eyes bled. Yeah, uh, you know the thing is, is I I I lost interest. Now the thing is, I'm a so green little guy from way back. I've I've read every iteration of Green Arrow from the Golden Age to Silver Age, Bronze Age. To, Trevor Von Eden miniseries and of course mm-hmm. the Longbow Hunters and you know everything that Grell's done on them so uh, you know it's like I got a lot of a love for Green Arrow and this doesn't you know it, it doesn't feel like the Oliver Queen that I know yeah and I don't know if it will um, I don't know the later seasons are getting better I think you should stick it out a lot pays a lot happens in the first season and it does pay off pretty well yeah, because I, I I noticed from the very beginning that apparently Deathstroke is integral to the part. Yeah. Uh, to the story, and uh, I mean, obviously the Flash and the Atom get their start off from Arrow, and you know we just we haven't watched it. I guess we we can sit there and go to Netflix and and try to binge watch it, but you know I I just get I, I yeah, get it's, so it's almost bored. like I want to pick up my tablet and start playing solitaire. I've been cringing a little bit going through the early episodes again because there is a lot of the obligatory CW. We got to have a soap opera going on here too, shit. Um, but they make Oliver into such a killer too. Yeah, and and that. And see, I don't think they do that. What they flash when right when you go into it is very captivating you really want to watch you can't wait till the next week's episode and i don't i just don't feel that way about arrow unfortunately and i haven't i I wasn't a big fan of like the laurel you know oliver thing and i don't know what really i guess really i i didn't start watching until like it was already on the air for a couple seasons i think and I started reading good reviews and mm-hmm. and okay. jumped into it. And I was really impressed with, like, the fight scenes and stuff. So I think that's what maybe held me. But, yeah, you can see that it, it, it does start out slow. But I think it's, it picks up pretty well about the middle of the season. And there is a there is a definite arc in the first season that I think you want to see because it does kind of influence things that happen down the road in other seasons, too. I mean, you could easily catch up. It's like last season on Arrow type shit. Yeah, you know, well, I'm to... definitely gonna get, get, give it a try here someday when I've got time to binge watch something. Well, yeah. tell me so, what what episode do you think we should go in at on uh, right before the arc? I, I couldn't say at this point, Beth. It's just not. Yeah. Okay. Well, as you're as you're taking a look at it, and you guys are going through yeah. index. You know, kind of maybe maybe I'll I'll sit there and listen to your show and and you know see if it gives me an idea. Of course, you're going to put them out what once a month. No, I mean, if we can keep getting... I haven't even, like, contacted our webmaster or anything to get it set up, so we're just... We're pumping out a, at least one show every week. 
cool. And so, and we'll have four said in the can by the end of this week. So if we keep up on it and keep getting enough of them ahead, I'm going to try to put one out like every week so we can, you know, at least every week or every two weeks once we start them. Yeah. Now you're watching The Flash, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I watched Flash and Arrow from from day one. Now, did you, know, you did you notice not not this week but last week who directed the episode? Yeah, yeah, I forgot that Kevin was doing that. That was a weird one too. Him sitting in the speed force and well, we have to we have to go and um, re, uh, download the episode or, or stream it from WB because uh, or CW because uh, we we have Directv and that night was actually a stormy night. And so we missed probably like 15 minutes of the episode on our DVR. Yeah. And they don't, for whatever reason, CW doesn't do on-demand playback, hmm. where we where we can sit there and have it, you know, go back a couple days later and you play it. You can go to CW.com like, and put in your cable provider, and you can watch the last. I think it's they they offer like the last four of any of any. Uh, okay. Program. Oh yeah. I, I remember we tried that before and had it's trouble. A so we on the iPad. It takes up a bit of space, but you yeah. can do that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we had to we we had to do it once before, and we had to actually uh, go through Amazon and pay like two ninety nine to get the episode or, or one ninety nine. You know, no big deal. Well, we want to put it on our big screen TV. So yeah, that, and that's not always. Get in- All right, let me wrap yeah. this up, guys. Because I got yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. People oh, are you still me. here? <laughs> yeah, I got people asking me for your picture for the Photoshop and all kinds of shit. I. Uh, been this busy since I used to get paid for. Oh, it. we got to get the pictures to you. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that was another five Do minutes. Do you want walking pictures down. separately or together, oh. or it doesn't matter? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, doesn't no separately, separately would be good. He, okay. Yeah. He takes your head and he puts you on a different character. Yeah. Sometimes he makes you look good. Yeah. Give me something this. <laughs> Give me right. something this week because I will do a special one for the uh, the finale, uh, the mid season finale one. Oh yeah. So, okay. It's been another five minute Fear the Walking Dead, folks. Um, Scott joined once again. Brian, Beth, Sarah, thank you for joining me, and uh, see you on the minnow next week, maybe. Sounds good. Yeah, good night, Grace. Hey, please send us some emails. Uh, Andy oh, that's right. G- yeah, Andy Hugh at gmail dot com. It's on the page also. Thanks, Scott. Good night, folks. Laid back in an old saloon with a peso in my hand, watching flies and children on the street. And I catch a glimpse of black eyed girls who giggle when I smile. There's a little boy that wants to shine my
adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Mm -hmm. So pretty please, with sugar on top, clean the fucking car.